All right, and we are here again, and we are back again. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Drew. And this is the Back Again Podcast, where we look at sequels from the past, and we dive in. Uh, We are continuing on our Disney animated sequel list, and today is a very special episode, because we are doing Bambi 2, a follow-up to the 1942 Bambi And this is a sequel that takes place how many years later? 64 years. First one is 1942. Second one is 2006. 64 years in between. What's Bambi been up to? You know, what's what's going on? Everyone's dying to know. Everyone's dying to know. So before we get started, what we also noticed about the sequel is unfortunately this is actually a prequel. So if you know the story of Bambi after her mother dies, Bambi goes off with uh, his father. But then they just kind of jump towards the future. So this movie is what happens between he goes off with his father, then to current day, even though they don't actually speed up to current day at the end of Bambi 2. Well, yeah, you kind of mentioned this, that you thought the original movie ended with uh, Bambi's mother uh, getting shot. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she yeah. dies. Yeah. And when we rewatched it, we realized, no, that's just like the 40 minute mark. Actually. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like, it's kind of like the end of act two, I would say. Yeah. So it's like, and then there's the uh, a jump ahead where it's uh, Bambi as a young adult. And this takes place between that jump. So with that being said, I think we will now start our review of Bambi 2. So Bambi 2 starts immediately picking up after the events of Bambi, uh, but only the moment when Bambi's mom gets shot by the hunter. So Bambi goes off with his father, played by Patrick Stewart. Um, He takes him back to like a resting spot where they're going to sleep. And uh, Patrick Stewart and the owl are talking and he realizes that he's going to have to raise Bambi now because he is the prince of the forest. And he's a little hesitant about this because, you know, dads don't like to be dads. But Well, yeah, he doesn't necessarily realize it so much as owl kind of guilts him into it. Yeah. And then he kind of compromises. He makes a compromise with himself where he says he'll do it. For the winter and then yeah. after yeah, and then when spring comes around we'll find another doe to raise bambi so after winter passes uh, we now have spring bambi's going around with his father we're having some of that kind of cliche stuff where my son's not what i thought he'd be and I, i'm just trying to get my father to love me so that happens for a while uh in between that bambi obviously continues on his teenage life he runs into the girl again that he likes he runs into a deer bully that is going to be the deer that he fights later at the end of the first Bambi. And that just kind of goes on for a while. So after this all happens, uh, Bambi and his father, they're going out there doing some stuff. I believe that there's an attack that happens. Bambi kind of freezes. He doesn't know what to do. So Patrick Stewart comes in and rescues him. And then this is another kind of pivotal moment where it's like the tension of what you're supposed to be now, but but maybe you're not ready for it. And there's the father pressure and then there's the insecurity from Bambi. So Well, it's a nice moment too, because uh, he, he thinks he hears his mother and so he's going back to the meadow which is where you know it's out in the open so it's where the danger is and he's in danger of getting shot and that's where you know he freezes and the father comes in patrick stewart comes in and protects him patrick stewart reveals that like that's part of the human's tricks like they had yeah. like some kind of deer whistle or deer collar or something yeah i like that trick where you think it's his mom but it's actually just a deer whistle yeah or you think i thought that they were just gonna sh- like blow it off and just be like oh he was just hearing things but they actually have a in-world yeah. explanation for it yeah I without, like the... without being too like on the nose about it so this tension kind of goes on and on until eventually bambi starts sticking up for himself and it kind of starts where he gets the confidence to do this after he is running away from the bully deer rano 
and uh, he jumps from a large section from from like you know one kind of edge of like a mountain to like the other a, lar a large valley yeah. yeah this yeah this is all built up by like I don't know initially he's thinking he's just trying to be tougher and they're going like this whole thing where it's like you need to be you need to be braver than the thing that's scaring you or you need to be scarier than the thing that's scaring you yeah so after Bambi makes that jump he actually uh, impresses his father Patrick Stewart was watching the whole time he's impressed he made the jump so then they start to have a little bit of a bond before you continue what also happens is well that's the breaking point where winter ends spring begins and Patrick Stewart's custody of Bambi has officially expired mm -hmm. and so uh Owl the character Owl um uh finds a doe to take care of Bambi at this point and um Patrick Stewart just kind of like yeah just has the doe take him away and while this doe is taking care of Bambi uh, he gets into another fight with Rano and while the two of them are you know kind of butting heads or whatever uh the doe comes over and tries to break it up but she gets caught in a hunter's trap that's like attached to a tree and it's got a string on her leg and you know some bells are ringing so so the hunting dogs then come running over to you know take out the doe and Bambi has a critical moment where he has to decide whether to run away or kind of go back and now that he's got this new confidence he goes back and he draws the dogs away and when he does that uh, Prince Patrick Stewart shows up he cuts the doe free and then he goes off to try to rescue Bambi, but what happens is Bambi intricately takes out these dogs one at a time. To well, the, with the help of his friends. With the help of his friends, but it gets to a point where Bambi's on like a cliff and the dog is almost there to the top. It finally gets to the top and then Bambi kind of has like a, a Patrick Swayze moment and he goes uh, roadhouse and then he kicks him <laughs> off the cliff and the dog falls. Patrick Stewart sees this happen. He goes like, oh. And then after that, Bambi takes a tumble and he falls and Patrick Stewart watches him fall. He's worried that Bambi's dead. And I don't remember how does he come back awake? I believe that Patrick Stewart just kind of nuzzles him and then he just kind of like... <laughs> he just wakes up naturally? Yeah, because uh. I, I don't think it was ever like... Because he wasn't really hurt, he just took a tumble. Yeah, he, he he pulls like a Vin Diesel at the end of Fast and the Furious uh, 7 where it's like, you know, he's dead and then he mumbles something at the last second that he wakes back up again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after all that, it's just, um, you know, all the animals are together. They're all kind of happy again. Uh, Bambi finally gets his horns for the first time because that was the whole other thing where he was waiting for his horns to come in. At the end of the movie, his horns come in and then I believe it's just happily ever after. Yep. Roll credits. Now, the only thing we did miss, and you can circle back around this if you want to or incorporate it in any way, but there's that whole musical montage where uh, after Patrick Stewart begins accepting Bambi, there's a whole <laughs> series of events where they get closer and closer and closer. Yeah, with and, you, and you see kind of like the wearing down of like Patrick Stewart's like facade yeah. and, like, and like Bambi actually like reaching him. And they do it with a song too that's like a really on the nose song, like a father and son gotta get along sometimes. A lot of music in this. Yeah. yeah. So before we kind of get into the breakdown of this, a couple things that I want to mention right off the top is this has been 64 years since the first Bambi came out. And you could argue that that movie was kind of wrapped around nicely. Um, however, I could see the argument being made that they really gloss over the father in the first Bambi. So this would be a good reason to kind of go back and tell the father's story. Um, outside of the father stuff in this movie, I don't really think there's anything else that they really had to say. And in fact, they just kind of retread over the same kind of beats of the first Bambi, but they just make it more kind of lighthearted and, you know, the colors are really bright and everyone's kind of talking with a, with like a baby voice. So when it gets serious, they get serious, but the rest of the movie is very kind of light and bubbly so it's kind of weird for me because only half the movie i would say is, is actually like kind of worth it this movie didn't even need to be an hour 15 long 
it could probably just be a half hour story about the father and the son. Yeah, because like I, I believe what you were kind of referencing was all the other characters like uh, Thumper, mm-hmm. Feline, and especially like I think Rano. Uh, they didn't really need to be in this movie. None of their characters needed to be developed. They're just there as almost cameos. I think all that really wanted to be addressed was Bambi and his relationship with his father. Yeah, and I mean like for the most part, I mean Patrick Stewart plays the prince well. I think that a lot of the lessons that they're kind of talking about are okay. There's something kind of weird about the fact that he only starts to like Bambi once he sees like Bambi's value in regards to like kind of physical attributes like he makes that jump he fights off the dog but when he's just kind of being himself you know <laughs> Patrick Stewart's like oh my son well I feel like that's why the montage is so important or at least so kind of like well very similar to the Aladdin movie that we did fathers and sons don't seem to get along unless they have a musical number that kind of guides them through it. exactly it's all just glossed over kind of for the most part consistently it's the thing with Disney another thing that I'll talk about is just kind of the animation and this is kind of what I was saying a little bit before what things work and don't work you know whenever they're dealing with serious subject matter even in Bambi 2 the animation I still think looks decent like it, it does they, they do dark well they keep they keep the style and it's a very nice style but whenever they do kind of lighter conversation stuff it just looks like a tv movie it looks really bad so that contrast of how they're able to kind of balance the dark with the light i don't think they balance it very well but i do think that the dark scenes that they do those animators kind of really make those scenes pop but all the all the fun stuff it's just kind of like you know cotton candy yeah and this will kind of go into like my last thing and you can kind of jump in here if you want but because you were already kind of talking about the side characters but you know even the bully rano like when we have these scenes of like i'm picking on you bambi because i'm the bully and it's like you're already dealing with like serious stuff when you're talking about the mom dying and a connection with the father and the son you have a bully character in this can you just make him a little bit of a smarter bully like do you have to have him be so like like one-dimensional it's kind of like the bully from spider-man from the sam raimi one like flash to where it's just like an over-the-top bully that's just kind of you know we need bambi to have turnaround but he can only do it if there's like such an obvious obstacle in his way which is Rano so for me that that's where it's like you know you took some stuff seriously but then other stuff you just kind of you know did it for the sake of doing it I wouldn't even say obvious I would just say simple because yeah. if, if we if you want to talk about Rano I think Rano was the biggest disappointment because especially it's not even like them mistakenly like not making him a serious character he was a serious character in the first one like he was a serious threat in the uh first one I think that was like the whole climax of the first one yeah. was the showdown with Rano. He didn't even have a name. He was just like a terrifying like other deer yeah. um, or buck. But in this one, he's just, yeah, like a one-dimensional uh, bully who's not even well-written and it's just like inconsistent with the character that was established in the first one. It's like, it, it like detracts. So as always, the first question on this podcast is, does it work as a sequel? I'll go first, yeah. I don't think it works as a sequel. Um, the first issue I have with it is I don't think that the story content needed to exist. I wasn't left wondering or wanting more or to know more about what it was like for Bambi and his father to grow up together. I could assume what that was like. And this movie just showed me that most of my assumptions were correct. The reason I think it actually is has like an is like a bad sequel is because like I said, especially with Rano, uh, the way it detracts him and makes him almost like a weaker antagonist yeah. and almost makes going back and watching the first movie like less en- entertaining, knowing what Rano was like, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> And it's, I, I like, I immediately wanted to compare it to like the Dark Crystal and the prequel series, The Resistance or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. because that did a really good job using a prequel to go back and make your antagonists amazing, to build a really strong foundation for your antagonists so that when you go back and watch the original source material, every scene that they're in is elevated. 
Yeah. And this does the exact opposite, where they could have elevated Rano and kind of elevated that, you know, dramatic scene in the original movie by developing his character in smart ways. They really just took a, a very simple, boring way of doing that. Yeah, I don't think it works as a sequel either. And I only think really 30 minutes of the movie worked. And even just kind of add on what you were saying, they probably could have took more risks with the father character, with Patrick Stewart. Because yes, he's a little tough and stuff like that, but he comes around fairly quickly. It maybe would have been more interesting to really dive into that relationship and fill up the script more with that, where he's a really like stern father. And like, you know, he has a backstory for the reason why he is. Maybe he lost his mother or something like that. And maybe that's how he connect with Bambi. But all the reasons you kind of said, and then kind of doubling down on it, yeah, I don't think it works as a sequel either. So we move on to the second question, which is, is it enjoyable slash entertaining? So I'll just jump in and say, I do think that there are elements to the movie that is enjoyable slash entertaining. Um, I don't think all of it is, but in consideration to like a child watching it, I will give it a check mark and I'll say it is enjoyable slash entertaining. There is still really good animation uh, on display here. There are serious moments that they take the time for. And there are at least, you know, the songs are cheesy, but like I said, it's not the worst thing for a kid to watch or be entertained by versus kind of other movies that we've done on this list, which are just, you know, TV sequels. So there's more effort being put in. So for that reason, I still think it's enjoyable slash entertaining. For me, the enjoyability factor hinges a lot on what I found enjoyable about the sequel. While I agree that there's a lot of good animation or a lot of like pretty decent animation on display here, especially during the dramatic moments, it's just bogged down by all of these other other scenes of just like the comedy and just exposition and just beats that distract from what I feel like the story is supposed to be about. I just don't feel like the character arcs complemented each other, the plot dragged, and those are things that I really consider heavily when uh, thinking about the enjoyability of a movie. So the third uh, question will be, does it need to exist? And I'll make it pretty kind of quick and easy. I only think 30 minutes of this movie need to exist. I think that there's storylines and questions and conversations that should exist um but this sequel in particular I, you know i really question why it took 64 years to tell the second part of this story and sometimes that really smells like producers going what do we have that we still haven't kind of delved into well, let's do this one and kind of move on from there let's check it off the box as they say but yeah it's still i don't think it needs to exist i feel like i kind of said this before but I do not think it needs to exist for two main reasons. One, it was not answering any burning questions for me. Yeah. It was not filling in any gaps. There was clearly an attempt to kind of create a story out of, I guess, like raw materials that could be mined. But like you said, that was like 30 minutes worth of story yeah. that they stretched out into 75 minutes. Um, so it fails on that front. And then the second is just seeing what they did with the tertiary characters, especially Rano, and seeing how it affected the stakes and kind of my outlook on the original movie. That really just kind of like sealed the deal and gives it an X for me. So if you're keeping track at home, that's five X's and one check mark. Um, I don't know if I would put an asterisk next to this movie, but I do think that they had good intentions behind making it. I just, I, I still think that like you said, yeah, a lot of the stuff falls short and it's just a little boring and the stuff that they do do good are far and in between. So for those reasons, it's going to get one big X. So yeah, so that's going to be our review on Bambi 2. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, that you comment below. Uh, make sure you check out our other episodes that we've done so far. We've only got, what do we, we have three or four? We have four left. Uh, we have four Disney animated movies left and then we'll be jumping on to other sequels but for now we're still in the disney world so stay tuned for what we're going to do next and outside of that i don't think i have anything else you got anything else to say drew 
See you next week. <laughs> yeah.